This is Will and MJ on Triple M. Are we live? You took the words right out of my mouth. They're awake and they're on fire. Will, it's fair to say we haven't had too many guests on the show lately. I think we haven't had a guest in a month, but that's about to change today on this special podcast episode because we've got multiple. We've got double our normal amount of guests. One of them doesn't know he's coming on yet. That's going to be Seb yeah. Costello. I saw him out there before. He's in a meeting now, but we're going to try and drag him yep. in here. Yeah, hopefully this intro isn't going to be obsolete by the time we get <laughs> yeah, to the rest of the podcast. I'm sure he'll be happy to come on. He's oh, uh, yeah. Ch- Channel 9's old European correspondent. He's going to be plugging a gym. <laughs> but yeah, there's something we've seen on his Instagram that's no good. No good also, who else have we got, MJ? Uh, a bloke who is either the luckiest man in Australia or the unluckiest man in Australia, depending on how you look at it. Dream a crowd team. of about 15 people have just followed in behind us. I don't oh, know why boy, there's so boy. many people. It's Studio just... tour. Yeah, I know. <laughs> And we were, they're going like, oh, what's going on in there? This is not an example of what goes on at this stage. I feel like they're actually looking right at me now. Oh, oh Jesus, it's intimidating. <laughs> um, yeah, no, this guy came runner up in the dream team. Yeah. Oh, I feel all self-conscious. Me all too. Of a I wish they'd go. I feel like I'm yeah, the zoo. off everyone. Yeah. They can't hear us. <laughs> I hope we're turned down out there. <laughs> I think these are meant to be soundproof. They're taking photos. Well, who's coming up, Will? <laughs> Quick, tell us. Selby Lee Steer, he came runner up in the dream team and he was offered a car. We'll talk about talk to him next. Okay, looking forward to it. This is Will and MJ on Triple M. Now, MJ, mm. you know I love They're still looking at <laughs> these people. Let's not get any better. I don't know who any of them are. I'm sort of crouching down. I put the desk up and my mic yeah. right down so they can't look at if me. You missed the intro. Normally uh, when we do this, it's a Sunday night. There's nobody around. Yeah. No, there's a studio tour. Sometimes yeah. these are quite popular with the corporate types. Mm. But I don't mind when there's sort of kids there because the pressure yeah, doesn't like seem school on. school kids. These you, could be, you feel like a bit of a superstar. Yeah, but these could be clients or... Yeah. And, um, and we might be turned up out there. Awkward. Yeah, me too. <laughs> Should we pause just, the recording? Because I'm not looking. Are they still there? They're still all there. Oh, just, and they're taking geez. photos now. I'll just keep my back I'm just crouching them. right down below the screens. Now, you know I love mm. fully unsubstantiated rumours. Yeah. And I take to them like they're gospel. Yeah. Tom Brown, who's on the Hot Breakfast, of course, yeah, the show that you, you are the executive mm. producer on, mm. he always pops over to my desk and just asks, what's what's going on in the rumour sphere? Actually, we I was thinking about getting him on this show today. Yeah. Because he broke... <laughs> Three guests. Yeah. Because he broke some news last night on uh, uh, whatever show he's on, Talking, Talking Footy, Footy yep. about AFLX. Yeah. And the AFL are looking at different ways to change AFLX. And I, to be honest, was a bit busy this morning. Didn't get to hear the, hear the full rundown. I can give you the rundown. I know what it was. Well, should, do you want to do it or should we get him on the phone? I'm sure he'd be happy to do it. He would be very happy to do it. Oh, yeah. let's call him next because we need a fourth segment. Yeah, we do. And at this stage, we have nothing. <laughs> but the third segment, yeah. which is this one, yeah. we are going to be talking about a big footy rumour. Yes. Now, I was going to say I shouldn't name him, but I think you'd be able to find out. Uh, a very high-profile AFL player mm. has been in an episode of Thomas the Tank Engine. Are you across this? I've heard about Can this. Can we now, just name the person, you reckon? Because Richo did one last Richo year. did one. It's not Richo. It's Gary Ablett. Gary Ablett, yeah. yeah. It's Gary Ablett. Yeah, I don't think that's a rumour. That's confirmed. No, that that's it, confirmed. This was in the news. No, no, no. The headline on the scandals and rumours section of the Big Footy Forums yeah. says, Ablett's camp demanded late changes to Thomas and Friends' appearance. Apparently... He, it, this guy heard from a mate in the animation business. Yeah. So far, it all checks so out. <laughs> yeah, well, <laughs> yeah, on, a, on an AFL fan forum. Uh, no, it doesn't check out. But anyway, go on. The rumor mill. He actually mm. says it's completely unsubstantiated. Okay. Yeah. But hey, maybe hey. it could also be substantiated. That's what footy news is these days. Hey, unsubstantiated uh, rumors. I reckon Tom Brown would run with this. Mm. He heard someone say that the redraws 
in the episode that Ablett is appearing in. Mm. Uh, because Ablett's camp refused to have Ablett cast as a train. Apparently, a train is a bit too run-of-the-mill oh, this standard. Isn't this is not and, true. And they wanted Ablett to be depicted as something a bit more special than a train, such as a motorcycle. But they went with a ute in the end to fit the storyline and the Australian theme of the episode. I, I don't do you believe this would do at that? all. No. He seems to me like no. a really nice guy. Like, to be honest, if you're going in Tannis, Thomas the Tank Engine, yeah. if you're not willing to be a train, yeah. don't sign up for it. Like, that would there's be a my... lot of different vehicles. There's the Fat Controller. Yeah. That's he's an actual human. Birdie the Bus. Yeah. But maybe, like... Maybe a Popemobile. If you're not willing to be a train, don't go on. I, I think that's unfair. Um... But I, I, I do It's like see... saying, oh yeah, I'll go on the Wiggles, but I refuse to wear a skivvy. Yeah. Just be, accept be... that that's part of the role of going on Thomas the Tank Engine. No, I, I think, I think he has a point. I think he's, he's better than a train. And you I can't would've... go on like Johnson and Friends and say, hey, I don't want to be a toy. Yeah. Like the show's about toys. Like Fair you're going to be a toy. My favorite Does part. Does that reference go over your head? Johnson and Johnson Friends. Friends. That was there was like a a slinky thing. Yeah, the elephant. Yeah, no, pink I do elephant, that. Yeah. Yeah, the big pink elephant. Uh, my favorite uh, reaction to this article mm. on Big Footy. Someone said, um, "It all centers on why Abbott wanted to trade away from the Gold Coast. He didn't want to be bossed around by a fat controller." Stuart, <laughs> <laughs> Stuart, the coach hey, of the Gold Coast. Don't name, don't name him. Hey, next <laughs> we should call Tom Brown for his news on AFLX. We'll call Tom Brown. I'm sure he'd be happy to chat to us. Sure. This is Will MJ on Triple M. Will and MJ. Oh, <laughs> if it Tommy. isn't our favourite guest. <laughs> Boys, I could update you what I'm doing. It's a top secret mission. It's quite funny, the point. What's this? Oh, really? Mm, well, I'm just applying my commerce, law and journalism degrees all to good, yep. um, you know, with good effect. I'm just down at Carlton. I'm convinced Mitch McGovern's going to go around to some clubs this week. So I'm just down in the Carlton car park, just waiting <laughs> on the off chance that Mitch and his manager, Colin Young, who I've... Asked to catch up for coffee. I asked. I called yeah. up Colin and said, "You want to catch up for coffee?" He's from Perth. I think they're both in Melbourne. Yeah. So I'm just sort of just just working on, you know, just trying to find out what's going on. Now I've heard that you are a car park specialist. Is that true? Mm. Well, it's fair to say that I do some of my best work in car parks. No <laughs> you notice so many things, like Travis Old from the AFL is down here this morning. I've noticed he's obviously been catching up. Oh, well, that's interesting. Yeah. Probably surrounding their fixture or uh, yep. also mm. maybe their. Priority pick, just keeping an eye on what they're up to. You just observe things in car parks. Yeah. Coming, going. It's, it's actually my favourite time of year, not because there's spring in the air, but because there's actually things happening in footy club car parks, particularly teams outside the eight. And this is where all the movements happen. Now, how do you keep yourself entertained? Because, you know, seeing Travis Old walk in, I mean, Good you know, question. that's incredibly entertaining, but that's going to take 30 seconds. What do you do for the other six hours that you're sitting out the front of Carl? Yeah. Well, I've got Foxtel Go on my phone, so right. I just watched yep. uh, on the couch again last night, watched Gil with some of his comments, obviously, from last night about yep. anti-tampering and stuff. Yep. I also make notes to myself about, you know, goals in life and stuff. I get out, like, you know, notepads and oh. financial targets and all sorts of things. I, yeah. I, I do some of my best thinking in the car. Well, you got some Bitcoin last year, and that turned into a pretty uh, profitable exercise. It was fun while it lasted. Mm. Correct. Yeah. I, hey, I just hey Tom, goals. Tom, also, uh, how many of your tips do you find on Instagram? Do you use Instagram as a source of information or tip-offs? Yeah, 100%. Instagram is quite helpful for tip-offs. Yeah. For example, this morning, I noticed that Emma Hawkins hinted that she's been sick, and I'm hoping that doesn't rub off on Tom for this oh, week. I know oh. a lot of Melbourne supporters, for example, yeah. are hoping that Tom, you know, in good nature, 
Yeah. I'm hoping that perhaps Tom was ill. So you've got to follow Instagram these days, particularly the partners, yeah. because like Alex Pendlebury last week, they give away more tips on their husband's fitness than, for example, you'd find out through the club. So yeah. Instagram's but becoming an important source of information. They don't even realise they're doing mm. it sometimes. Because also, uh, Lockie Neal, his last two followers, the, the last two people he followed on Instagram are Eric Hipwood and Dane Beams. What Do you, do you think yeah. that's something worth reading no, into? Look, yeah, look into that. <laughs> I reckon he's been touring the Brisbane headquarters here. Yeah, well, that would explain it. To Brisbane, Mm. and he said, "Mate, hit us up on Insta." Now, Tom, uh, speaking of rumours and Instagram and that kind of thing, we should get to the reason why we call. Yeah, uh, secondly, we want to talk about AFLX, but firstly, we'll just dropped a rumour on our show just then. Oh yeah, uh, only moments ago about Gary Ablett, (laughs) and what was the rumour? I would love your take on this. Okay, go so on, they're, they're... And keep in mind this is completely un like it's probably not true, but anyway, yeah. go on, Will. Oh no, it's certainly not true. But nevertheless, it's appeared on the scandals and rumors section of Big Footy. That's our favourite website. It is. No, I said before you come over to my desk and we have a quick check on it every morning. So Gary Ablett's uh, management and camp, they are believed to have asked the animators from Thomas and Friends, Thomas the Tank Engine, if they could change his character in his cameo episode from a train to something a bit more attractive, like a ute or a motorbike. Oh, that's <laughs> I thought trains like I thought trains are quite attractive. The whole like yeah. George Harrison they're, used to do the voiceover for Thomas the Tank Engine. But yeah, they're a bit they're a bit run of the mill though. Now Ringo Starr was on Thomas. It was like, George, come on, George. Like, yeah. Corey Ops said the fact. <laughs> That's yeah, right. It was quite good. Very yeah. good impression. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. And I think, like, if you're going to be a vehicle, I'd want but, to be a train. But every character's a train. And, and Gary's yeah. not just an every person. He's, Gary, he's the Gary greatest of all time. red Mustang, so perhaps in keeping with the Ford support, of I've, course, we have sponsored mm. by Lexus of Blackburn, but in keeping with the Ford support <laughs> of the Geelong Footy Club, they could use some type of sort of Mustang sort of character. I think he requested yeah. a Mustang. I saw that before. Oh, interesting. That would Just a, out, of, out of 10, how true do you reckon that could be? Um, anything's possible in the wonderful world of management, but I don't <laughs> think Gary would be that uh, sensitive about yeah. character in this cartoon series. He's probably pretty pleased with the fact that he's on and he's got a good voiceover and yeah. he's traveling beautifully. Great. Yeah. Okay, now AFLX. This is why we called. You did, because oh, you had an exclusive last night on Talking Footy. Is that right, Tom? Yeah, the AFL is lending serious consideration to having some... Uh, sort of uh, ambassadors, guys like Scott Pendlebury or mm. uh, Patrick Dangerfield or Nick Natanui, for example, if he was fully fit. Mm. And they could, in dream team style, and you'd be across this, Will, because I know how much you love American sports, dream team style, they yep. could select their own AFLX sides. The only catch, though, which I was going to ask Eddie about this morning, but he sort of jumped on the front foot. Yeah. But I don't think clubs are going to support this uh, idea and how you sort of you know allocate officials and fitness staff and yep. all the intricacies. A lot of ideas in footy are good ideas. But when you drill down to the specifics, you're running into problems. I don't think Eddie was keen on guys like uh, Pendles and those sorts of guys risking themselves in, a, in an AFLX capacity before the season. But having Jeez. said that, if the AFL wants it, they're certainly lending consideration to it. They, maybe they just have to pay the players a lot of money. Yeah, but the, and the AFL wanting something and the clubs agreeing to it are two diff- very, yeah. very different things. How much are the clubs really risking their players? Because if you watched but AFLX you last yeah. year, it's, mm. a, it's a glorified training session. It is. I agree, but being also so close to the season, I guess the clubs will want control of their players. But yeah. it's a good idea because the AFL want to spice it up and obviously make it more of an attractive product for yeah. the fans but, and like the if, TV. If you're going to have rep, like players playing with players from other teams, yeah. just you know, make it state of origin. Oh, you know, like you don't, don't have, don't have sort of, yeah, exactly. Don't have captains pick and random players playing I with like each it. other. It's silly. It's for kids. I reckon it's good fun, and I'd watch the shit out of it. <laughs> Any more rumors for us that aren't related to people we actually know, Tom? 
if I haven't got myself sacked during this podcast cross, no, I'll you're right. No, you're I'll right. Just, I'll, I'll escape while I'm still alive. Great. Okay, cheers, Tony. Now enjoy the car park. What else is happening out there? <laughs> yeah, Give us... yeah, if anything, we're doing you a favour, <laughs> just keeping you entertained <laughs> during your <laughs> park, car park yeah, stuff. Yeah, exactly. yeah, don't <laughs> wrap us up. I'm Mitch McGovern. Perfect, you will be. Just on a stakeout. All right, Tom, we'll keep us in the loop with anything going on. And if there's any reason to get you back on, let us know. But not to keep you entertained, we want to get the audience entertained. I've seen some gear through the hot breakfast this morning, guys. I'm actually a bit excited about Malcolm Turnbull's get up in New York. He's got the uh, pusher trolley shopping style, which are obviously pretty popular on the Upper West Side. And he's three and a half million dollar apartment. I like it. Yeah, was Eddie into that? No, I don't know. He hasn't reacted to the email chain. He hasn't usually <laughs> did the old reply all. Send him a WhatsApp. Good luck fighting with Govan Tommy. See you guys. That was Tommy Brown outside Carlton HQ. This is Will and MJ on Triple M. Now, Will, a very interesting footy story came across your desk. Yeah. And it hasn't been picked up by AFL 360 or on the couch no. or talking footy or any of the actual football shows. No, the weekend lowdown, they haven't touched it. Even the Sunday footy show steered clear. No, but it's it's been big on the internet scene. So mm. for those who play Dream Team or Supercoach or any sort of variation of fantasy football in the AFL world, Dream Team on the AFL website, I believe, mm. Selby Lee Steer. Last year, won the Dream Team competition. So he's a gun. An incredible He's a, he's a jet at this particular game. Mm. And his side was leading in round 22. And then come round 23. Well, before you blow the what happened. Yeah. We've got oh, Sel- do, do you want him to discuss it? I want him to That's tell us. That's a good call. What, what okay, happened. we'll do that. G'day, Selby. How are you? G'day, boys. How are you? Yeah, good. Thanks for joining us on the show here. So the situation, Selby, you were yeah. leading round 22. Can you just give us a blow-by-blow of what happened after that? Yeah, well, I was leading round 23 up until the ninth game, which was St Kilda, North Melbourne. Right. Uh, where I had all my players had played. Um, and the bloke catching me had this bloke, Seb Ross, from St Kilda. <laughs> yep. And I had a 122-point lead. So oh. basically, if he scored anything less than 122 points, yep. I'd get the chocolates. Anything more, um, this guy, Shuey Shockers, he, he gets the chocolates. and <laughs> Shuey Shockers. Yeah. And have, so, you, have you know it? Would you believe it? He, uh, he got 122 on the dollar. On the dot. 122 points, which is quite a high score in fantasy football, isn't it? So that's a great game by Seb. It is. But given it was a dead rubber, um, North Melbourne given up a few points. Yeah. Before, when it led into the game, that was about the path for I would have seen it to be. And come quarter time, he was on 30 points and <laughs> half time 60 and he three quarter time 90. and. Bear in mind, I'm in, I was in New York at the time. So it was about 4 a.m., but I yeah. covered oh. off a, a pretty big night watching this bloody thing absolutely packing um, it. So, yeah. so, first and, first uh, of all, are, are, were you more angry with North Melbourne or Seb Ross? <laughs> oh, we don't like either. We don't like either. Yeah. <laughs> but, nah, so he, he, um, he started quieting down a little bit in the, in the last, but obviously the games go for 100 minutes, and for him to score 122 means he's going at a bit more than one point per minute. Yeah. And he and he hit the hundred and twenty two with about two minutes to spare. And oh. that last two oh. minutes when, as you said, the, the odds are that he'd probably get two more points in those last two minutes. Yeah. Was absolute, uh, all, absolute frenzy. All it would have taken is one more hand pass or one more kick or one more touch. Oh, anything, a tackle. Yeah, a he tackle. Was, just watching the game and he'd be around the ball and about to tackle it. And luckily some North Melbourne bloke kicked it long and I could relax for a bit. But it all started rebounded back towards his vicinity and... There's a, a um, it's the most interest in Seb Ross, I think, we've had this year. Ever. <laughs> in, in, any Saint, in any St Kilda player since Rewalt retired. Well, he would have been running around old Seb Ross just one on Mad Monday, I reckon, with no <laughs> idea how much influence he was having on 
on our lives because obviously if you win the win the prize, you um you get yourself a nice nice car worth forty k. That was my the grand final. Yeah. Sorts of stuff. So you were literally one hand pass away from losing a car or one kick away from gaining a car, depending on how many touches Seb Ross got. Yep. Exactly. And, yeah. And you finished on the exact same amount of points. Now tell us what happens when you finish on the same amount of points. Well, no one really knew. So few people were digging into the rule books and um, the rule ended up being that whoever, in the event of a tie, which doesn't happen, there's yep. 23 yep. rounds and the last year when I won it, I won by 500 and something points. Like yep. it's yep. comfy. It's rare that, that to be this close. Mm. Um, so they pulled out the rule books and the rule was that whoever registered their team first win on the count back. And how, what was the differential between you and James in registration? Well, this bloke, James, actually emailed me um, or got me on Twitter and said, oh, when did you register? I registered on the 24th of, of Jan and sent through his yeah. screenshot of his email. So I dug up my emails. <laughs> and would you believe it, I was also 24th of Jan. Oh, you're oh. kidding. And he, I think his was 9am. And yeah. for a brief moment, I thought I got it because mine said 1am but obviously I was in New York which is 1am New York time Oh, which oh, all no. of a sudden was like your, your midday Sydney time so <laughs> he got it. me by a couple of hours oh, two hours or so. so you've lost you've lost a car at, by two hours by a handful of minutes two hours oh two that hours. is ridiculous which now, I, yeah, yeah so, you go. so you do sound remarkably upbeat for someone who's missed out on a car by a two hour registration period what, what's been the end result of what happened well, I was actually okay with the result, more so the fact that I could claim that I, I came back to back. Yep. Like, I, I was still yep. going to claim that I got the most points two years in a row and mm. what could lead from there, who knows. So um, I was still pretty upbeat. And there's certainly consolation prize as well, but a few people caught wind of it. I think this site, AFL Banter, on, on Facebook put up a thing like a Marimbus post for mm. Selva Masir lost the car by two hours and all this, and it yeah. kind of took off. Yeah, um, there's petitions there up in arms saying this is a shocking way to decide a winner, and it is. Good old toy, yeah. Toyota, the sponsor, and an AFL fantasy came through with the goods and ended up dishing up two cars. So, oh, well, the result's good, and I've, I've got myself a um, a second car, which is pretty nice. Just one little question: What car did James get, and what car did you get? Are they the same? Nah, nah, nah. <laughs> so he got a he got himself a nice. Um, I think it's called Cobra. Um, <laughs> yeah, SUV and. Yeah. I've got myself a little Corolla, but part of that is because with the terms and conditions with the prizing, I yeah. still had to get paid out my second prize award. Yeah. Ah. They couldn't then give us the same cars because ah. then it was it'd be unfair. So they kind of took my prizing value away from what the value of the Cobra is and it I left see. me with a, a Corolla, which I, I won the Hilux last year. And I, I live in Sydney and um, my girlfriend drives around. She can't stand the Hilux because she can't park the thing. So she's pretty stoked that oh, we've got a nice. So she's wrapped with the with the oh. Corolla hybrid. Oh, she's <laughs> stoked. She's stoked with it. So did the other bloke's car get delivered two hours before yours? <laughs> <laughs> Most likely, surely. Now, while we've got you on the line, without giving away any trade secrets, or hopefully you'll be going for a trifecta next year. But yeah, what are the key points to for us? If we want to be up with you next year, what, yeah. how, how do we be good at AFL fantasy? How, how, how do you, you be so good, good at it, yeah. Selby? I, I don't understand how you're this this much of a superstar at it. Oh, yeah, I don't know too, mate. A lot of it is luck. I'm not going to lie. But you and can't. I've, you I've can't been kissed two years in a row. Yeah, yeah, you can only be so lucky if you're coming. Yeah. If you're winning it twice. Yeah, true. Um, I watch a lot of footy as as lots of folks do, and um, mm. 
I think I got lucky last year in taking a few punts, and I've kind of got the blueprint yep. of what it takes. So uh, this year, I've pretty much started with the same kind of squad as I did the year before yep. in terms of um, years in the confidence I'm going to have a breakout and yep. a certain amount of underpriced players and rookies and did a similar sort of trade. So I think I've got the blueprint. It's just like footy. Um, you just need stability. Exactly. Yep. Exactly. And, so, and give us one player you'll never bring into your team again. Mm. Oh, probably Seb Ross, though. <laughs> <laughs> that was a given, actually. Yeah, <laughs> you set me up. <laughs> Easy, Selby. Well, I'm glad. Well, all's well that end, ends well, I guess. Oh, of course. And congratulations on winning AFL Fantasy two years in a row. And if, if we've got any questions going forward, can we give you a call on AFL Fantasy? Because you seem to be the preeminent expert. You're the Wayne Carey of fantasy football, to be honest. <laughs> uh, certainly, boys. I'm happy to. And what, how come you go to New York all the time? Oh, I do a bit of work over there, so um, yeah. I'm actually going there in two weeks' time again until till Christmas. So, but actually, it worked well because obviously there's a lot of stress watching these games of footy. Yeah. And by living over there for half the year, it meant that I'd kind of wake up to the scores. I wouldn't go through the stress of having yeah. to watch you can my players get a kick. But yeah. obviously, that last game, Seb Ross, I had to go through that torture. Yeah. <laughs> Bloody Seb well, Ross. I'm glad that someone was interested in the St Kilda North Melbourne yeah. game. <laughs> 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 Easy. So, thank you so much for joining us on the show, Sal. We really appreciate it. Beautiful. Cheers, guys. Thank you, mate. Cheers, Cash, Selby. Thanks very much, mate. Thank you, Selby Lee Steer, there for the chat. It's a very interesting story. He got pit by a couple of hours, but Toyota came to the party and they uh, delivered the goods. A lot of yeah. people on Facebook, mm. I saw the correspondence was like, Oh, he doesn't need it. He won the car last year. Last time I checked, champion, two cars are significantly it's better than one car. If you, if you earned the right to win yourself a car. Even if it is a Corolla. <laughs> Even if it is a Corolla hybrid. Actually, <laughs> this is Will and MJ on Triple M. This is Will and MJ on Triple M. Uh, we were joined by a special guest in the studio. Yes. He didn't really have a choice about being our guest. We just sort of shuffled him into the studio. Yep. Uh, and next minute, he's on the show. It's Seb Costello from The Hot Breakfast and from Channel 9 News. Morning, Seb. I'm glad I'm being called a special guest because yeah. when you say I was hustled into the studio, <laughs> I was approached by Michael and Will in the Triple M hallways and said, uh, all right, we'll do this now then, Seb, yeah. if that's yeah. okay, <laughs> without actually explaining what this was. Yes. So uh, can you please enlighten <laughs> me? What are we doing Well, here? Will and I were in the planning stages to start a podcast this morning at some stage. Yep. And then we were talking to you, Seb, about a new promotional opportunity that you had. <laughs> um, and... It sort of fascinated me very, very quickly, and I thought, well, we just got to take him in here. Oh, I'm going to get, get it on my phone. While get this on the mic. Yep. Uh, what are you talking about? So explain to us <laughs> your your most recent venture that has become the second most recent post on your Facebook, uh, on your Instagram account, Seb. Is that the one with, with 1,500 views? Yeah, probably. Right, right. Okay. <laughs> oh, righto. <laughs> <laughs> Told you we had a special guest. Okay, this bloke gets fifteen hundred views. Yeah. <laughs> on one special post. guest is one thing. Social media influencer might have <laughs> been a bit more appropriate as an intro. Thank you very much. How yeah. many views again? Uh, fifteen hundred. Yeah, it is correct. I'm yeah. looking at now fifteen hundred. Yeah. But you've got four thousand six hundred nineteen followers. So it's a about yeah. what look, twenty twenty five percent of checking out the video. Yeah. The ratios are a bit off here, MJ. I'm yeah. maybe lacking in engagement, yeah. but yeah. Uh, that's funnily enough, that's what it's all about. So you just right. you know we need step. to we need to clean this up. <laughs> if someone's just tuned into this, they are completely baffled. We're joined by Seb Costello, and he has a new venture 
that has taken on over his Instagram account. Explain it to us, Seb, because we're genuinely interested. Mm. Yeah, no, you're not. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> he it's, called my bluff. <laughs> it's, all right. What you're referring to is uh, the fact that I'm getting married in January. Congratulations. Yep. Th- thank yes, you. Yes, of course. Yeah, on a serious we, note. We, yeah. we can talk about that. Yeah. Yep. So, um, uh, Brie and I are getting married, Brie being the fiance. Mm. Uh, and, uh, well... As as is common custom, I decided I wanted to lose a bit of weight when mm. the wedding came around. So wedding, wedding shredding, wedding shredding. So when you're looking at these videos, um, you know, uh, videos. Sorry, when you're looking at these photos years from now, that is your wedding photos. You want yep. to be looking your best. So mm. uh, anyway, I um, ha- have decided to commit to an exercise regime, mm. which as you, it, it's been documented on on video there. Yes. Uh, so the fitness ring boxing studio down in Richmond yep. approached me. What, what are they yeah. called? And uh, they're called the fitness ring. <laughs> there we go. The fitness ring. There's another yeah, month. They, uh, <laughs> <laughs> is that how it works? Right, it the does. fitness yeah. ring studio in, uh, in yeah. Richmond, yeah. Um, which is run by a former Australian middleweight contender, Nick the Terror Tatoris. Yeah. And uh, oh. his beautiful wife, Tonya, mm. um, invited me to be their ambassador. And, and I said, what does that involve? And it mm. involves putting together sort of videos like the one you've referenced uh, yes. at mm. seb.costello underscore on Instagram if you are interested in watching it. Yeah. Yeah. And the idea is that over the next few months, Nick will train me, his wife, Tonya, will set me a, a diet plan, mm. and uh, the journey will be available for anybody who wants to see it uh, online. So it's, it started already. Yeah, look, uh, the training started last week, mm-hmm. and, and I've actually, this is fair income, I've lost three kilos in a week. Oh, bang. Mm. How much of it's diet, you reckon? Uh, a lot, a lot. Yeah, yeah. yeah. No, the diet's really important. Apparently, 90% of weight loss actually comes from watching what you're eating, watching what you put inside your body. Yeah. So um, breakfast radio is a tough shift that um, MJ and I work, and so often you're sort of just eating what you can or eating freebies that come into the studio, yes. and so I've, yeah. I've really had to watch that. Like in this order morning, to we've down. had a mountain load of M&Ms delivered. Yeah. Yeah, I saw that. Heat. Fruit and nut. Yeah, don't even uh, want them. Now, this is steering dangerously into sort of a Studio 10 type uh, fluff segment. <laughs> I want to get to yeah. down to the nitty gritty oh, details. Well, Here's Moira. Because <laughs> I've, I've got a real issue with one one part of this video oh, yeah. no. that was discussed in our post-show meeting, Seb, <laughs> that in this video, it includes a before shot. Which of, is uh, of me. Very of brave. With your shirt Cause, off. Because now you're committed. Uh, you're ironclad. You, you can't get out of it. I and s- yeah. I think the words of advice were, you can never put up a before shot until you've got the after shot ready to go. Yes. Well, but you, you have gone in all guns blazing with a before shot. I rate it. I, I, I certainly have. Look, it's a gutsy manoeuvre. <laughs> Literally. It's, no pun intended. <laughs> It does show a lot of guts. Thank you. It shows a lot of guts. Well, yeah. This look, is not a body fiance, shaming segment. The, the fiance is very upset. Bree's very upset. Oh, she is. Um, mainly oh. because I've got a bigger set of cans than she does. Um, <laughs> in the photo there. Uh, sorry, yeah. darling, but it's true. Um, and uh, so, look. Yes, you're right. But at the end of the day, I, I they did say to me, "Are you comfortable with the before shot being mm. up there?" Mm. And I said no. And they said, "Well, what if we do it for a very split second?" And so that's what's been done and fortunately yep. I'm not aware of any way you can sort of uh, screenshot that particular second or anything so surely it won't live on. You'd have to watch it multiple times <laughs> and then you have to know the exact scene that's coming up before it and Good. preempt it. And that's... to be fair that'd be a pretty creepy manoeuvre. Yeah, yeah. yeah. to try and capture uh... If someone finds that screenshot <laughs> it's a reflection of them I think. Um, I am curious yeah. so in t- for people who aren't aware with how the industry works in terms mm. of uh, pay for 
pay cash, for cash a mention. For, cash for comment. Cash for comment. Which is illegal these days. So, Al, Alan Jones ruined that forever, <laughs> I think. So if you hear someone on air who seems strangely yeah. enthusiastic about a particular brand, yes. there's possibly probably in, being something paid. in it for them. <laughs> It's, it seems obvious. I have to say, now, I don't know what you mean, yeah. Valvoline. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> now, it was at Fitness Ring Boxing. Thank you. Chicken or the egg? Did you want to shred for your wedding and you approached them? Yeah. Or did they say you should shred for your wedding? Well, look, there's an assumption in this question, Will, that I'm not altogether uh, comfortable <laughs> with. And that is that there is some sort of arrangement that you're suggesting I'm not paying my way in all of this. Are you just saying well, they're just the which, best in the business? Uh, which I, well, absolutely. And, and, and if they were uh, to approach me about making such an arrangement, that would just show that their business savvy is just as good as their personal training and nutrition packages, yeah. which you can see at Fitness Ring on yeah. Instagram. Yeah. And did you get the best? Did you get the top of the line one? <laughs> did you get... <laughs> Judging from that before shot, no, I hadn't. I hadn't had the best uh, up until this particular point in time. But uh, yep. oh, look, look, we're very good friends, Nick and mm. Tonya, and the fitness ring team, and me, and you know, I'm an ambassador. Will yep, you know, so yeah. I go out to foreign countries and just preach the good name of the fitness ring gym. Yep. Yeah, absolutely. Mm. Now, while we've got you I'm, in here, of yeah. course, you have a very decorated background of uh, overseas correspondence. Thank you. Yeah, I don't absolutely. think Tom Stein would need to put up this kind of crap when he got yeah. back. <laughs> <laughs> no, exactly right. We're treating him worse than the Colombians are cocaine cats. Oh, he never had to do that. <laughs> no, don't you worry about that. Yeah. Tommy was one of Tommy was actually, to be yeah. honest. So I, as you know, hmm. was a foreign correspondent at the London Bureau. Which, which I think growing up, that's all I ever wanted to be. I think a lot of kids grow up and go, that would be the world's best job, getting cool, to yeah. travel everywhere overseas. You get, when there's something happening, you get to be there. Yeah. Like I reckon that's the world. It's, it's got to be one of the world's best gigs. It is, you know, and uh, the number of times I stood outside Buckingham Palace talking about Prince George having farted was clearly mm. a highlight of my yeah, life. Yeah, you did arrive but, at a bad um, time in terms of the royal. There's a lot of royal stuff going on. There was a lot going Very on. Very Who magazine there over there <laughs> for there a while there. Was. But you would have yeah, covered well, a lot of serious topics as well. though. Uh, yeah, look, there was... Um, uh, yeah, absolutely, mate. Look, there was... Uh, last uh, summer, the, the European summer, was a shocking one for terrorism. Mm. So you do, mm. you do cover a lot of that. So tell us about... What was the highlight of the whole... Was, how long were you there for? Well, 18 months? Or can it? I just say, mm. of all the stories... And I have reported from Rome, from Paris, from mm. Belgrade in Serbia. I don't think I've ever done a better overseas assignment than the week I spent in New York with Will of this podcast oh, fame. Yeah. Me Actually, and we Will, haven't talked about that yet. Oh, incredible stuff. Uh, mm. We were over there to cover the WWE SummerSlam event. Yes. Uh, it uh, was a four-day tour, and most mm. of the work was done in the first two days. Mm. Yeah. When Will limped into the final day's uh, activities, mm. I don't think I've ever seen a man <laughs> looking more <laughs> fragile yeah. oh, really? and more under the weather. Yeah. The Big Apple had yeah. taken a bite out of him oh, and wow. had spat him yeah. out by that stage. <laughs> Oh, really? boy. I oh, can, I can only imagine. You're only just recovering, I think. Oh. This was only a week and a half ago yeah. that you guys were over there. Oh, boy. But yeah. no, to be fair, what time did you finish up? Were you out in Brooklyn or where'd you go? Well, because uh, I, I went over there, you know, obviously on Melbourne hmm. time. And then I never really adjusted to New York time. By the end of it, I was on no time. <laughs> I, was, <laughs> I was on Mars time. Is it, is it true that <laughs> you had friends over there who you timed the visit with that they were in New York and you were there for the work? Com complete fluke. It did happen. Yeah. It did happen. Now, unfortunately, we're going to wrap up because we've got the producer of uh, My Generation yeah, right. wanting to get in the studio, oh, I think. On the All right. Yeah, we'll wrap up. But I just, uh, literally, as we were recording this, <laughs> we were giving you a bit of heat for your boxing. Yeah. I just got a message from Australia Post saying that my man shake's getting delivered <laughs> this afternoon. <laughs> I've, I've, 
dragged him to the dark side. Yeah, I know. I'm getting on the Manshake because of him. Uh, thank so. you That's very much. at Manshake Australia. Yeah, but we're not getting paid for it. We're not getting paid. <laughs> <laughs> apparently that it's guy's... It's expensive, the Manshake. Apparently that guy's notoriously stingy for not giving cash yeah, for comedy. Is that right? Yeah. Well, unbelievable. <laughs> we're certainly not going to get any oh, now. No, no, now, Seb, I know you came in here against your will. Are you yeah. happy to come back on again at some stage? I, I really enjoy this podcast, and I'll certainly be back just after my training session with Nick from Fitness Ring Perfect. Oh, you'll be yep. living like a Polo Creed next time you're on. Yeah. Thanks for coming on, Seb. After he got killed by Yvonne Drago. Thanks, Seb. This is Will and MJ on Triple M. Probably a bit too guest heavy today. I Very think, guest Will. heavy. Very just, guest heavy. Just before we go to air, you say, uh, "What else are we going to talk about?" And then you hit the record button. <laughs> Off we go. I just like to sort of get the ball rolling and see yeah. where it ends up. We fly by the seat of our pants. Here. How exciting is it though in Melbourne or in anywhere in Australia at this time of year mm. when the, yeah, the sun's up a bit longer in the night? And Here's all. one for you. Yeah, <laughs> the sun's up longer in the night. Come on, Bill. Uh, have you noticed that despite the sun being up yeah. earlier, it's colder in the mornings? Have you noticed that? I guess yeah. you're up at like three, though. So I'm up at four, and I don't have to go outside. I just yeah. get straight in the car, in the car yeah. park. And, you're yeah. an undercover operation. Yeah. My grandpa was, grandpa was always a big fan of that when he was heading to Etihad Stadium. He'd always say to me, because he's a big Bomber supporter, he'd yeah. say, mate, we're not going outside once tonight. We're going <laughs> to oh, really? go from the garage to the car yeah. to underground Etihad. Yeah, and then we're going to be under the roof oh, the whole yeah. time. See, old people would love yeah. that. Oh they? yeah, and then no, you, he's a big yeah. Fan of that. Rather than having to, because of the old days of you know catching the tram and then having yep. to walk to the train station, yeah, caught in the rain, caught in the rain. Yeah, not yeah. The, not these days. This no. is living sun. Oh this yeah, is no, living. that's it. <laughs> Still, the G's a better place to go to. Oh, absolutely. Um, we're literally just killing time now. Is there, is anything else caught your attention? I'm just a bit nervous about the footy on the weekend, to be honest. All right, give me your tips. Uh, I think that Richmond will take care of Hawthorne, obviously. Yep. I think that Geelong will take it to Melbourne. That's a genuine 50-50 for me. Not for me. I think Melbourne win that comfortably. Really? Okay. Yeah. Collingwood, West Coast. I think West Coast win that, unfortunately. Uh, uh, yeah. Um, no comment. Yep. And GWS and Sydney. I think Sydney. I'm going to that one. Are you going up to Sydney yeah, for Yeah, popping up for the weekend. Oh, wow. When yeah. do you get back? Uh, Sunday. What time? Don't know. <laughs> Were we recording <laughs> a podcast? <laughs> we'll see if we have a show. <laughs> we have a show or not? Once again, we think about this on the fly. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, that'd be good fun up in Sydney, though. It will be good. Um, um, I also think that Hawthorne could give Richmond a run for their money. I hope this, I don't sound like an idiot come Thursday night. Uh, like, uh, Richmond and Hawthorne is obviously not a 50-50. It's, no. It's probably an 80-20. Hawthorne are the longest underdogs of the weekend. Did you know that? Are they? Yeah, I But see, I, I see that. Oh, God. Most games could go either way. Like, I yeah. wouldn't be surprised if they went the other way, which probably makes them all 50-50s, you know what I mean? Yeah. There's no dead set. If, if you had $100,000... Who would you bet on? Who would you put it on? Um, I don't know if I'd put it on Richmond. I reckon I'd put it on Melbourne. Really? Mm. That's a big call. Joey Montagna reckons West Coast is the safest bet of the weekend. He, he, reckons, he reckons they're a shoey. If, a Luke shoey. Well, we could probably ask that question. If you want to contact Do us Do you want on, to get Lee Montagna on the line? <laughs> <laughs> no, I think we've had enough guests for one day. We guest, guest of Palooza. Uh, but if you want to get in touch with us on Facebook. I think that's not yeah. a bad question. If you had a hundred grand, I like that. Who would you be putting it on this weekend? Oh, we should do a shout out to someone. Um, yeah. I forget who it was. I forget the name, but it was a good shout out. So remember last week how we mm. got an email from someone saying that Gaff shouldn't have been in the All Australian team because he hit someone. Yeah. It was un-Australian. Yeah. Well, we got in touch from Millie. I won't say her surname, and she's mm. a she contributes. 
quite regularly to us on Facebook. Thanks, Millie. This is Will and MJ on Facebook as well, mm-hmm. I think. Is the and A-N-D or is it an ampersand? A-N-D. I've, got, A-N-D. I've got it up here. Yeah, yeah. good. Yep. So Millie said, love the podcast, boys. I reckon hmm. Ben Brown should be in the un-Australian squad. How come? Ben that's Brown, what he's one of the most liked players going around. I, I say this to Rudy in the newsroom because hmm. I sit next to him during the day and I say, I think Ben Brown seems like one of the nicest people in footy. Yeah, yeah. He came into the hot breakfast a couple of weeks ago and yeah. we, when he met, he, met his, uh, yeah, mini his legend. little mini legend. And he was the nicest guy going around. Millie says he's a vegan and veganism isn't very Aussie. He's in. Yeah. <laughs> Good call. <laughs> he's Bang, in full forward. He's, he's in the un Australian. <laughs> no, we love you, Ben. All right. Uh, get in touch with us on Will and MJ. Uh, subscribe to our podcast on the Triple M app. And we'll be back at, what, 10 p.m. on Sunday night if you get back from Sydney in time. Is that right? Yeah, that sounds right. Yeah. Will and MJ. 105.1 Triple M.